Hello and welcome to this podcast from the PSP Learning Hub. I'm Brittany and today we'll be exploring the topic of explaining open adoption to families. Broaching the subject of open adoption as a permanency option for a child in out-of-home care can be tricky. In this podcast, we will discuss the key practice information to consider when talking with families and give practice examples. We're joined by Tracy Fleming from Fleming & Co Consulting. Tracy has worked in community services field of child protection, out-of-home care, care support and permanency support for nearly 30 years. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on the lands that we are learning on today. I'd like to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I would like to acknowledge the cultures and ongoing contributions that Aboriginal peoples make to this country. I would like to acknowledge the children as this is where the culture lives and grows. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Tracy. The title of today's podcast is Explaining Open Adoption to Families, but open adoption is just one permanency option. What kinds of conversations should caseworkers be having with families before open adoption is identified as the case plan goal? Thanks, Brittany. So I think it's really important that we're talking about permanency with families and how as a team we can achieve permanency for a child. I think before we, you know, bring up the topic of open adoption um, as a identified case plan goal, it's really important that we're really preparing families about what permanency is. So what are all those aspects of permanency? So the legal aspects, what is the relational and cultural aspects that we're going to be looking at for children and what about placement as well? So I think it's really important that we really engage families in really safe relationships so we can have some really difficult (laughs) often difficult and complex conversations. We really want to build the foundation for these relationships to be lifelong for children and young people. So if we can really get this relationship happening really safely at the beginning of this process when we're starting to talk about permanency, we're not necessarily talking about open adoption at the beginning, but we want to really create the foundation of permanency. I think if we can have some really safe relationships, we can start to see the strengths in families and we can see how they can really have those strong, supportive relationships with children and their adoptive families or whatever family that they're going to permanently live with and what that looks like for all of them into the future. So I think it's important that if we're engaging in safe and transparent relationships as well with families, that we're in a much better position to be able to really focus on the needs of children and young people and not necessarily the adult voices. Sometimes we get a little bit caught up in the adult voices. So the centre of permanency is about what's in the best interest of a child and what does the child need. So I think it also supports us to really make robust and really well thought out decisions for children that really make sense for them later in their lives. So... That's what I really would want to see around our conversations with families in the first place of really setting up the issue of permanency and really getting them comfortable with the idea of permanency. How can we prepare for these conversations and what kind of environment do you want to be in before you start them? 
So my thoughts are really about having conversations in a safe and comfortable place for the family in the first place and for yourself. Um, I've had conversations when I've met parents for the first time in a fast food restaurant uh, because that was where they felt comfortable. Um, I was more than comfortable to be there. My only issue with that was around, you know, confidentiality. So we, we made sure we sat in a place that was away from everybody else and we had um, the carer family was with us um, and we got the opportunity to meet and really talk with mum and just really start to build that relationship with her. I think it's really important that we recognise the experiences that have led families to really being unable to provide care for their own children that will still be there before and after we talk about permanency. So how do we really recognise that experience and what they've been through and what they have experienced in their own lives, what they've experienced with the sector? So again, how do we bring this around to providing a safe place? So it's really important, I think, that we have a plan. We really want to bring families on this journey around about meeting the needs of, of their child. So how do we plan these conversations? What do we want to cover? But how do we also have a plan that's flexible so we can really go where families need us to go? We might have a plan in our head, but we really want to be flexible about the unexpected places that families might take us as well. So, and I think it's really important that we've really got a clear idea about what kind of approach. We might want to use a motivational interview approach with a family or we, they might need a support person with them. So we've really wrapped them around a safe place where we can have some of these really difficult conversations that will be difficult for us but also difficult for them we'll be talking about some really difficult experiences and often the most personal things that we can talk about in life is about you know our ability to parent and you know how we care for our children so again how do we really support people and families to be in that place they can have as honest a conversation as they can have at that time so when should we be discussing open adoption with families? So I think that open adoption is one of the permanency options. And I think that when we're having initial conversations right at the beginning, so when we're in interim order space and we're moving through court, we should be talking about permanency at that stage. We will be talking about the range of permanency options. Adoption is one of those. So I think it's a really good place to really start to just introduce the topic of open adoption and what does it mean? So what does open adoption mean? But for children who've been in care for a period of time, again, we're introducing the topic of permanency. So I think at that point we can talk about the range. Open adoption, guardianship is an option. So we're talking about those things really early and we're focusing those conversations around the needs of children. So we should be discussing permanency all the time. It is part of our work now and it is part of our everyday work in the PSP program. So we should be discussing it really, you know, early, taking into consideration where a family's up to and where you are in a particular case. For children who've been in care for a long time, you might not be at a place to discuss permanency. But as soon as in your casework we're starting to think about permanency, 
is an option. We need to start looking at this. We've got, you know, a range of the aspects of permanency. We've got placement. You know, we've got some really good relational work happening. That's where we should be discussing open adoption as an option. What key information do you need to share when you're having these conversations? Like what would you say was the most important thing to remember? Um, I think it's really important that we recognise that the word adoption can be pretty scary for some people, um, considering the history of adoption. I think it's it's really important that we that we say exactly what it is, and it's really important that we tell people and we recognise that open adoption is the only adoption practice in New South Wales. That is what is in the legislation. Please go and have a look at the legislation, look at the principles, look at the objects. I think it's really important that we understand that open adoption is the only adoption practice. So what does, you know, when we talk about open adoption and really being clear about what that means so we can talk about what that will mean for families so that we can get past the word adoption and move to go, what does it actually mean? And really, again, if we've got people in a safe place and they trust us, we can get to that part of the conversation about what it really means. So I think that it's important that we really identify what openness is. So what does it mean in the legislation? And it's more than just you know, visits or exchanges of letters and photos. The open adoption and the intention of the legislation is about that attitude of partnership and is really relationship-focused for children and young people with their families and really aims to, you know, surround a child with all the love and support for all the people that are important to them, their adoptive family, their birth families and any other important people. So I think it's really important that it, you know, it really embraces that on the issues of identity, the value of a child's cultural background um, and how important that is for them to remain connected to that. So, and I think the other really important thing that we've seen through the, the new legislation is the involvement of, of family in the process and how they're engaged in that process and how you know, we need to be able to show how they're going to be as part of this child's life forever, not just, you know, again, this attitude of partnership. So how's an adoptive family and how is the birth family? You're really going to work together to meet the needs of this child and remain connected. I think the other really important thing and key information is to really explain that process, so the legal process but also the assessment process so some of the research that I've looked at really talks about that often families are worried about how their child's going to be cared for. That's what they're worried about when we talk about permanency. So I think it's really important that we explain what the process will look like. How are we going to be checking with families around the assessment process? How are we going to know that they're going to be cared for now and into the future? So really getting an understanding of what the assessment process will look like for adoptive families that goes up before the Supreme Court. The other really important thing is really being clear with families about what your role is going to be as a caseworker and what are their expectations. 
It's really important if they've got this expectation that you're going to do a particular thing and you might not be able to do that, that we're really clear about that. It might be actually somebody else's role. So be really clear about what the expectations are and having a really clear practice language around how you're going to work for all the people in the team who are going to work through this process, what is everybody's role, and that we're really clear about how we're moving forward and how we're going to talk about the process. I think the other really thing is really being consistent and transparent as you can possibly be. So really being clear and transparent. So we know that not everything's going to go to plan. We get things that pop up as, you know, complex human beings, things come up and pop up that we didn't necessarily expect. But if we've been consistent, we've provided safety and that transparency, we've got a really solid foundation to be able to really navigate when things don't go right or things kind of take us off onto a bit of a left turn and we need to come back on the track. So I think it's we're, we're in a much better place to really deal with those issues. And I think if we're open and consistent and transparent, it really provides the opportunity for families to be as open and transparent as they can safely be with us. So we've really addressed all of the issues and we've really done some really robust and complex work in meeting the needs, the permanency needs of a child. And we can deal with issues in a really timely way, that if people aren't saying things at the beginning, we're not leaving it six, eight, ten months down the track. If we can really do that at the beginning and go, what are people worried about? So I think that that is probably some of the really key things that we want to share with families about Not only there's the adoption process, but also what's the key information that we want to share about what our role is and what what we want them and how we want them to participate in the process. So, yeah, I think it's um, there's there's lots of information to share. The other thing is is that I think it's really important that we expect that we're going to have, you know, many, many conversations over time with families. It's not just one conversation we're going to do adoption and, you know, we're moving forward. I think it's really important that we prepare for lots of conversations because lots of issues are going to come up over time. So I think it's it's important that we, we share that with families as well, that we're here, we're happy to talk and address those issues as they come up. That's great. I think you covered this a little bit uh, in your last answer, but is there anything specifically that caseworkers should avoid? Um, My first thing is is I think that they should avoid avoiding having difficult conversations. I think it's really important that we prep ourselves and prepare ourselves for having some really difficult conversations, not only with families, you know, potentially with children and with adoptive families. So I think it's really important that we prepare for those and not avoid having those. And in preparing for those, you know, let's use all the resources we've got available to us, colleagues, you know, team leaders, managers, our specialists, people outside who we can use to help us to be able to have those difficult conversations. I think the other thing is, for me, is really about avoiding making decisions that are really not inclusive and don't tell the story of 
that real genuine participation and hearing the voices of children and young people and all the people that are important to a child, this decision is something they'll want to know more about in the future and I think it's really important that it needs to make sense for them when they look at this story, you know, for 10 years, you know, 15 years down the track. So we really want to avoid skipping over things and we want to really engage in a a really genuine process that makes sense for a child now and into the future. Thank you for talking to us today, Tracy. If you're looking for more resources about open adoption and out-of-home care or any other area of the PSP, visit the PSP Learning Hub at www.pspp.com pspearlearninghub.com.au or contact us on 1300 482. Here you'll find more podcasts, webinars and face-to-face training in all areas of the PSP.